0: Welcome to the Get Offset podcast. My name is Emily.
1: My name is Andrew
0: and we're coming at you from Seattle-ish
1: Seattle-ish. That's good enough for me.
0: Yeah,' that's how that's where we normally do, but uh, and I mean, I guess sometimes we're in other places.
1: sometimes we are indeed in other places. I, I haven't left the Seattle Seattle area for a little bit, but I'm anticipating leaving the the state twice this month. That'll be exciting. Oh, uh, one of exciting. which is for family stuff, and the other one is for Nam. Can't wait for that. Uh, I'm looking at what, shoot, we're like just over a week out. And oh I my am... God, really?
0: That's so soon. Yeah. I can't I'm believe gonna... it.
1: There's so much to do. I'm going to cry. Wow. <laughs> but I'm very excited. I've been working really hard on prepping for it and looking forward to bringing forth the content I have planned and the content that will spontaneously happen. Nice. So yeah, lots of good look- things.
0: I'm a little jealous that you're going to Nam, not for the actual Nam part, but there's since there's so many lovely people that I would love to like hang out with. I just, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't envy you too much for all all the work that you're gonna have to do.
1: All the beautiful people.
0: I, I envy you for the beautiful people, not the work.
1: No, it'll it, it's a trade off, uh, and is. honestly, at this point, the work is just play for me, so. It'll be yeah. a lot to get done, but I think I'm going to enjoy every last second that I remember of it. So,
0: oh god, you better remember enough of it to do a recap.
1: I really, I, I better remember all of it because if I don't, that means I did something terribly wrong. Um, <laughs> probably means I gave into uh, the influence of people who uh, I, I'm sure are already plotting to to get what they they need to get out of me. Uh, but, perhaps, you know. a,
0: perhaps a certain slumber.
1: It's possible. Uh, I think right now the plan is to uh, drink and talk about Jesus, but we'll see how that goes. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like things I've had nightmares about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I will be keeping it to a level where I will hopefully not be mm-hmm. feeling any regret the day after because there are three days on the show floor uh-huh. uh, that I plan on attending as well as several evening activities, uh, including even several in a single evening. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast and I anticipate being tired in the most wonderful way getting on the plane to head back up to Seattle afterwards. You
0: better go to that Gabriel Tenoria taco party.
1: That's the plan. You
0: better go on my behalf. That
1: is, that is the plan Stan. And I will, I, I will, let's just say I'm going to enjoy it.
0: Enjoy it. Uh, What's up with you? Well, I'm also going to be leaving the state twice. Um, This coming weekend, I think it'll be this coming weekend, February 11th, I have a show in Portland.
1: Nice, nice. Which
0: is with Sunday Crush. And then later in January, uh, it looks like we're playing a show in Vancouver, BC, and then we're driving back down south to play a show in Olympia, and then we're going to play a show in Seattle, actually opening for... uh, for a uh, Joey from Laneve and the Downtown Boys who was on the podcast a few weeks ago to talk about no music for ice. Woo! Yeah, Joey Joey did it. I'm like I just threw that out there and it happened and uh I don't know why I'm always surprised when when life works like that.
1: Making connections, networking is what life is all about, right?
0: I'm just really stoked to see Laneve. I've been watching like the Laneve videos. I'm like this is an aesthetic I like. <laughs> and the music's really good too so but it's really it's been really fun to watch and uh i know we're all really excited for that show um but uh i want to that's not what weirdly that's not the show i want to talk about right now i want to talk about my new year's eve show Tell me about
1: your New Year's Eve show. I wasn't there, so I, oh I don't gosh. I don't know anything about it at this point.
0: Well, there were a lot of people there. Uh, Jeff Covey was there. So special thanks to Jeff for for coming out and bringing some folks. It was a free show, but uh, it's always nice to, to see friendly people in the crowd. Um, what I love, I think this was maybe the most fun I've had a show all year, despite the fact that there were numerous technical difficulties. It was amazing. Um, my first solo I go into the crowd I'm just like playing you know I have a 30 foot a uh, covenant cable uh I'm one of their artists and so I'm just like while well, they sold the 50% off for artists I like jumped on I'm like I'm gonna buy a long ass cable bought it I do my solo I'm coming back uh my strap falls off my guitar no at the, at the butt so I just crouched down and it was actually kind of a perfect Spot for me to crouch down because it was like right at the end of my solo. It was kind of a quiet part I wasn't playing, so I just like put it back on real quick. um Later, You're shredding it
1: too hard, shredding too hard.
0: <laughs> I know. Later, I, uh, I I decided to try to stand on top of my amp for a minute, <laughs> and then uh I fell <laughs> off at the amp. Uh, I forget that that champ I have is not very heavy, so it doesn't take the weight of my body very well uh, i didn't take the amp with me did not put my foot through the speaker either but i was left i'm left with a shiner the size of a baseball on my um on my calf
1: it's merely a flesh wound
0: and there's more next solo i have i'm like i'm gonna go into the audience again i forgot to i wrapped the cable around my strap just fine uh i forgot to wrap the cable around my pedal board so i pulled the cable out from my tuner Had to run back No, yeah that was the most embarrassing thing and not the first time it's happened so that's all on me (laughs) and then and then i so i so there was like bench right so we're playing right in front of a big window and there's this bench right in front and i'm like i jump on the bench a couple times behind the drummer like kind of flirting with people outside and then the bassist comes up and then we we both are up there and i jokingly try to get to like the next tier of the bench hit my head against the ceiling of the venue.
1: No. But you know what? It was
0: a great show. Everyone seemed way into it. Got a ton of compliments. Got paid really well. Got free food, which I take over free booze any day of the week.
1: Uh, Agreed.
0: And it was just, it was such a fun show. We all felt really good about it. I think we all played really well. And I think that the thing about having those uh, difficulties and, hitting your head and following up your amp it's not about what happens it's about how you respond to it and i just felt really good about how i responded to those things it didn't let it get to me and i just kept playing through it and uh yeah it was it was dope it was great
1: i don't it sounds like the the venue was uh haunted by Maca- um oh god what's the kid's name from home Macaulay Calkin, um, kevin Yes. Kev- yes. It's it sound Come on. <laughs> uh, it sounds like the venue was haunted by his ghost and he's not even no, he's dead not. yet.
0: He's
1: not. Just getting you every step of the way. Well glad you survived. It sounds like uh an occupational hazard though, and it, you you took it well.
0: You know what the whole study say killer parties almost killed me. No, alright. <laughs> that is true.
1: No, 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 no. You're you're absolutely correct. And uh, that's that's the best way to party, let's yeah. be honest.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Party hard. Oh, I love Andrew. WK. Speaking
1: of speaking of party hardy, I do want to share uh, uh, what I'm drinking. It was a gift from my wife's uncle, Mike. And I wanted to say on the air, thank you so much. Uh, it's a bottle of Macallan 12 finished in sherry casks. Cool. And it is quite delightful. And uh, yeah, I'm drinking out of, a, of out of a proper glass tonight, enjoying it sip by sip and wanted to say thank you.
0: Oh, that's a nice gift.
1: It was, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not drinking anything right now, but last night, um, I was doing a little project, so um I bought a cheap speaker cab and I've painted it lavender. Uh and Rick is really sensitive to those smells. So we went out last night, uh, just to get a drink at, at a bar and we walked as we were walking back we walked past Champion Wine Cellars, which is Seattle's oldest wine shop, although it's only been in our neighborhood for about three years. I'd never been in. Had a lovely little wine tasting and picked up a, a bottle of something red, the name of which escapes me. But yeah, so that was what I was drinking tonight.
1: <laughs> red wine is always a good choice, especially so. when given the option between red and white. I, that's just my personal oh, yeah, preference. Yeah, no, but... it's
0: it's not even a competition.
1: Well, enjoy. I hope you enjoyed the bottle.
0: I'm enjoying it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna savor it. It was only fourteen dollars, which is, I think, the best part.
1: Oh, I, I, I love taking any bottle of wine, whether it be $10 or $30. That's that's about the top, absolute most I'd ever spend personally. But mm. uh, spreading it out over four nights and one glass a night and just as it opens up over a few days, I just find that incredibly fascinating. I'm also a dork, so. Yeah. What are you say?
0: There are, a few, there are a few bottles I've just dumped down the sink, I'm going to be honest.
1: Well, nothing obligates you to drink something if you don't enjoy it.
0: I think they'd turned.
1: now that does happen after about three or four days.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm surprised to hear you say that you will drink it over four days. Well, like, by oh, the fourth, God.
1: Usually, if if you cork it right after you're done pouring it by the end of the fourth or by the fourth day, it's it's got just the bare touch of vinegar, usually. Uh, and so it it's usually well within the realm of enjoyability. Mm. Uh, I just find the transition fascinating. Uh, speaking of change over time, I'm very excited cause I've been putting a lot of, a lot of time into Fox Cairo and some exciting things have been happening.
0: A lot of time, putting a little change,
1: you know, it, so I've, uh, yeah, so I've been more or less not fulfilling orders or not fulfilling, uh, not accepting orders for the better part of a year as I've taken time to step back and say, hold, hold my horse uh, all the horses, hold the horses. And what exactly does this mean? Uh, how can I do this better? How can I reevaluate and reimagine what this business structure looks like? And I've been very excited because I have I feel like I've made some breakthroughs for what I want this business to look like. And I've hit the point where I'm ready to start relaunching. So the website is live. Um, I've got a whole Etsy shop up and running. I've been putting a a lot for it. But the thing I'm most excited about is less about the product itself and more about what I've been doing to try and reimagine what the what the brand is. And I, I'm taking a step in the direction of treating it like a, a platform for artists and designers. And I know that seems really strange without any context, but what we've done this week is uh, I started a quote unquote collection from an artist by the name of Aaron Schmidt, super rad guy. And he's got a uh, really natural talent for uh, graphic design. So I reached out to him to help me do some work for graphic design for something completely uh, just for uh, my application instruction seat, sheet and a couple of other things just for consultation. And I was like, wait a minute, you're really, really good at this. And I it dawned on me that I like designing and doing art to an extent, but the painful reality that i had to face is i'm not as good at it as other people and there's only so much i can offer with my my artistic abilities and, mm-hmm. and designs that are in the shop and so i thought to myself well hey well what if i just got other people to do it for me and what if there's a way where i could build this out in a way that's mutually beneficial where the artist gets something and i get something out of it and we can build kind of a community a platform around it around it so uh, mm-hmm. i'm piloting the the artist uh, program if you are an artist or a desi- or a designer Hit me up. Let's talk. And I, I th- I'm i really excited to see what this is turning into.
0: Cool. That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: I also have merch now, which is also really exciting. Aww. So I got a snapback. I've got a baseball tee. I've got a beanie on the way. I, I'm just, I'm going all out.
0: Nice. Yes. That that merch makes you just feel so, so swagger.
1: It just feels very official. Oh, and I just yeah. got a photo booth set up because I just, I tore apart my entire like, st- studio like my half of a room that I've got for home studio area uh tore it apart I re I'm reworking everything around uh, it being a uh, my little studio for Fox Cairo for um for photography for production for uh r and D. I mean just the whole works It just I'm sitting right next to it now I've got my whole workbench set up and it feels really good
0: awesome that's good to hear yeah maybe someday Fox Cairo will be sponsoring podcasts
1: we'll see uh you guys keep uh spoiling me by uh by giving me the honor of putting my my product on your pedal boards and we'll see how far this goes
0: yeah that sounds cool well good luck thank
1: you yeah
0: i like the foxy design too. the geometric geometric stuff
1: yeah oh that was all he sent that to me i was like hold up and this is further confirmation that I, I'm not the worst designer on the planet, but there's other people who are way more competent than I am. And oh, totally. That's, there's that's, nothing wrong with that.
0: That's the case with everything in life.
1: So I'm very I'm very happy with the product I've got. I really do believe I've got the best uh, topper on the market in terms of a combination of feature set and affordability. And uh, I, I can't wait to continue to bring other people into that platform and yeah. to, to share this with everybody. I love mine. Heck yeah. yeah all right so uh
0: sponsors who
1: sponsors who do you got for sponsors today
0: I got dwarfcraft devices what what
1: what 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 what
0: I don't think it's any secret that we love dwarfcraft devices they're one of my personal favorite pedal brands just no the, secrets here no secrets the' the, just the creativity of what they do is really remarkable uh I mentioned before that they sent us some pedals to demo and today I got to 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 sit down and really for the first time time in a few weeks uh had time to to play with what they sent me and i was sitting with the ghost facts and that's a a phase computer and it's absolutely bananas i mean it's so creative for being something that doesn't have like screens or dip switches and stuff in the back it has like four modes of operation like for a phaser standard manual envelope up envelope down uh 32 polls, feedback control, like it just, I had modes that sounded nice and sweet and subtle and just added something a little like fun and washy to my sound. And I had things that made me sound like R2D2. It was really, really fun. Uh, a fun 30 minutes I had, had a uh, hanging out with it. So I have honest to God, no idea how I'm going to do a video. That showcases <laughs> that showcases this pedal. I might have to do it a little bit differently, but um, I'm really excited.
1: Got to give it the treatment that it deserves.
0: I think so. I I mean, there's four modes. Like I gotta, I have to figure this out. I have to make sure I'm doing it right. And uh, it's really cool. I like it a lot. It's really neat.
1: For sure. For yeah. sure. We got. Always have a lot of love for DwarfCraft. Love those folks to death.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, you know, so, uh, Louise is a friend of the show. Ben's a mad scientist, of course, but yeah. I don't think it's any secret that DwarfCraft devices would not exist without Louise. So let's give her all the props she deserves.
1: A round of applause. I'm not
0: going to actually
1: clap. Or snaps. What, what, snaps, uh, whatever works best.
0: Why well, I would rather be <laughs> just like an audience. There we go. Ooh,
1: there are some trails on that.
0: Yeah. That that uh, arena well, reverb
1: for our next sponsor, uh, we've got Tysco and I want to talk to you a little bit about their fuzz. So the Tysco fuzz you mean pedal, the fuzz
0: that I'm holding in my hand, the fuzz
1: that you are holding in your hands at this very
0: Apparently
1: moment. It. Yes. So I, I have to say I've got I have a particular level of bias when it comes to this pedal. So the Tysco fuzz is based is a it's a classic silicon fuzz circuit with a switchable upper octave that takes inspiration from a furry '70s predecessor. Now that doesn't give us tons to work with, but after a little bit of sleuthing and under their thinly veiled uh, cover for what what they're uh, what they're paying tribute to is they're paying tribute to the one, the only Fox Tone Machine, which is oh, not only legendary but it says Fox in the name and. You know, as the owner of Fox Cairo and lover of everything orange, sorry, but you've you've got me right there. Uh, so it's a, yes. it's a super red, it's an octave fuzz, or a, a fuzz with the octave switch on it, and then a pretty simple octave. Uh, level tone and gain. It's, you know, the, one of the cool things about the, the aesthetic on this is not only just like from the top down, super aesthetically pleasing, but from the side, it's really striking because it's a surprisingly like flat enclosure. It's like in yes. without the knobs taking into account, it's like an inch and a half, which is super cool.
0: Less it's less than that. It's like an inch and three eighths. Oh
1: come on, you're gonna get me have. over over an eighth of an inch.
0: Yes. Ah no, 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 I'm sorry. It's yeah, it's it's less than an inch and a quarter. Wait, so that would be three
1: eighths is just half. under so because four eighths is is half an inch.
0: Yeah, this half. It is indeed half. Why what is wrong with me? Why am I not measuring this right?
1: Uh, you know, in high school, yeah, we were supposed to do math, not meth, right?
0: Actually, it's exactly an inch and a quarter. Wait, yeah, no, it's yeah. Sorry, it's it's just under an inch and a quarter. How much are the sticks? Those sticks are sixteenths, not eighths. I was looking at a different ruler. Well,
1: let's just say that size doesn't matter, but Why? we're just we're it just matters. just matters how you use it, and I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> to see this form factor i think it's really visually striking i think it looks really great and they're doing really great work they've also got a couple other pedals out and i'm very excited to see what they've got uh if they've got anything coming out for nam and are
0: you gonna are you gonna drop by that booth
1: i am definitely dropping by that booth because they're uh right. they're part of the the group of folks that also uh harmony is included in that i believe Band and lab
0: technologies and mono cases yeah and so a bunch I- of uh media publications
1: doing some really great stuff to innovate and to revive some brands that more than deserve the love and attention that they're getting. Very excited. Believe in what they're doing. And can't wait to see those folks at NAMM.
0: Yeah. Oh man, those Harmony guitars are just so attractive. I'm very jealous of everyone who has one.
1: That that champagne color, Mm, that champagne sparkle color. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So before I start drooling on the air, why don't we get into our topic for the day?
0: Yeah, so this was uh, not your idea and it was not my idea. So whose idea was it?
1: This idea for a topic comes to you from my beautiful wife, Melissa.
0: Yay, Melissa. She's great. And this was, I don't know, I have legitimately no idea why I didn't just pitch this as the idea, since the idea is basically to talk about something. I just had an article come out about like that. I wrote, so I wrote an article, my first article for reaver.com. Hopefully, uh, hopefully more of those to come wink, wink, Um, nudge, nudge, (laughs) nudge. nudge. I like to write for money. Uh, (laughs) So um, I had pitched a bunch of articles to them late last year. And the one they came back, they wanted me to start with was uh, about environmental sustainability and touring. And anyone who's ever put gasoline in a car or a van or a bus knows touring is not naturally uh, very good for the environment. Just in general, traveling, driving, not great for our planet. And, you know, when there are terrible things happening with the environment left and right that are causing you know people to be displaced and probably an end to species and potentially the world as we know it not to get too heavy-handed it's important that we all yeah way to
1: bring down the mood okay, you know
0: this okay so this topic came back into um you, you know uh the, the 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 people have been talking about it more i don't know else to say that Uh, Since Coldplay announced that they wouldn't be touring anymore until they can get to a place where their carbon footprint when they tour isn't just uh, non-existent, but it's actually beneficial. And they're a bigger band. And so they're putting a lot of money, leaving a lot of money on the table by not touring. Like, this is how musicians make money. Of course, not every musician can just not tour, but... There's right. a lot that, you know, we as musicians can do uh, to reduce that impact. And some of them are kind of, you know, harder and maybe more major and might take a little bit more planning. And some of them are are kind of simple uh, things that maybe we should be doing anyway.
1: Before we get, so I, I'm very excited to talk about the subject, but before we get too far into it, you said something about. Uh, gas and that reminded me of where gas comes from, and reminded me of a revelation that I I uh, was brought to my attention actually quite a while ago. But I, I wanted to share it for the sake of anecdote. I hope you're ready for this. It's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but hear me out on this. So, oil it comes from the deceased rem- remains of deceased dinosaurs, right? So now we use right. oil. Petroleum. To fry things. And so he, so we use oil to fry things and chicken nuggets are fried. Now, chicken nuggets are also the ancestors of dinosaurs. So does, does that mean chicken nuggets are created by taking the great, 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 great grandchildren of the ancestors and frying it in the ancestors' remains? Is that too dark?
0: Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. That's not the kind of oil you're frying food in.
1: I don't know. I, I got to say, it, it, it kind of freaks me out.
0: You're frying it in vegetable oil.
1: I think someone's got to tell Baby Yoda to stop e- eating chicken nuggies.
0: Oh, God. I just don't. I don't think. I don't think
1: <laughs> all right, right. So. So. All right. So touring sustainability. Let's let's talk about it.
0: Yeah. So where, 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 where should we start from the from the beginning? Uh,
1: I think we should start with chicken nuggets.
0: Uh, yes. A band tours on its stomach. That that is for sure. So, in a lot of places, especially when you're a band of a certain level, uh, you get access to a green room, and uh, this green room, you usually get to make requests for what's in it, right? And you can you can make requests or like specific requirements for things like preferring food from a local co op or. No food with plastic wrappers, or don't provide us with plastic cutlery or plastic cups. We'll bring our own. So it's a little thing that bands can do um, in the green room at the venue. They, you can also try to shop at local co-ops or or farmers markets whenever you can instead of stopping at some sort of big box store. Um, you can also work with the venues in general to see if there's a way to limit the single-use plastic because you know venues they they serve their cups very often and they serve their drinks in in plastic cups quite often Uh, so you can ask them if, if like can fans bring a reusable water bottle or a reusable mug or cup or something like that so that you're not cycling through you know hundreds of pieces of single-use plastic every right. single
1: night. Which, to be clear, there is a reason for the plastic being used in the first point, and the reason why we can't use glass at a venue is, well, could you imagine if you give a bunch of drunk concertgoers glasses that they could smash and cause issues with?
0: I mean, I've seen one. Well, I've seen glass used at venues, and I was very shocked when I saw the whole say at the Brooklyn Bowl, and up until maybe halfway through the opening band, they were giving everybody glass, and then you're up at the front, and you're like, the hell am I supposed to do with this glass
1: right right i mean uh, it's not to say that's not done before but maybe that it, just it's almost frightening to think of how how far south that can go very quickly
0: but no, I mean, I know. But like, okay. you're right so, so like a timber winter a timber outdoor music festival event i used to work uh we would sell people uh, reusable stainless steel uh, pint glasses mm-hmm. and we poured the beers into that instead so you can have people Like recommend that they bring their own, or maybe that's another piece of merch that you can add and encourage people to, you know, get your mug and have them fill it up, uh, fill it up, um, at the tap instead of going through this this just absolute ocean of of single use plastic. And I I really hate to tell you this, man, but a lot of venues and restaurants are not not the best recyclers. And I get it; it is a pain in the ass for a. A business model that's you know not extremely lucrative uh people aren't getting paid extreme amounts of money it's people are getting they're they're frequently
1: not getting paid enough to care and then depending on where the venue is located the cost of recycling versus just having a dumpster that gets emptied every week could that could be a prohibitive cost for them to provide that in the back end and especially for a service that's not necessarily customer facing and no one has to know about i could totally see how that's easy to become fall to the wayside as a priority as a venue owner. But oh, at totally, the same time, absolutely. if you're if you're going to be touring there, I, I see good, at least you've got enough leverage to say, Hey, what, at least tell me what you guys are doing. So we know what mm-hmm. we're touring on.
0: Yeah. And just like making these requests at any level. I mean, the venue wants you to be happy. They want to work with you. They want to be partners with you. Uh, not all bands can, can throw around any amount of weight, but especially if, if you're a band that, you know, has a draw and go on to it frequently and have maybe done work with a, a venue or a promoter before, uh, just making those requests where you can and talking to other bands about, here are the venues that do this well. Here are the venues who didn't care. Um, because we all do talk to each other, musicians. Maybe oh. not enough, but especially, I know that the women do. <laughs>
1: To quote Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility.
0: Oh, man. Gone too soon. (sighs) Yeah, it was weird watching. I just watched episode three today. And then at the end of the movie, I'm like, well, he's going to die in 19 years. Dark.
1: Wait, episode three of what? Star Wars. Why are you watching episode three? Episode nine is out.
0: I've seen it.
1: Oh, you did. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, I missed that update. I thought you hadn't seen it yet. Oh, no, I saw it. All right, so we'll hold off on spoilers. I am sure at some point in the next couple of months, I'll want to, uh, I'll want to share my constructive criticism and praise on episode nine. But we'll we'll hold off a little bit longer to give listeners a chance to also go out and see episode nine. And before we start sharing spoilers, I I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like by if it's we've hit February, I think it's fair game. What do you think?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. But I do this thing where I see Star Wars and then and then I watch I go and rewatch some of the old ones every once in a while.
1: Oh, you and me both. So anyways, if you object to the February timeline, let us know uh, why. Uh, shoot us a message. Tell us why we should hold off. And chances are pretty decent. We'll just tell you that there's no excuse to have not seen it. But we'll we'll still hear you out.
0: I'll try to remember to put in like timestamps in the show notes if I can. No promises. I have a lot of work to do.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if we made it to February and you still haven't seen it, spoilers are on you. We 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 have done our best. We've done our due diligence. Yeah. But if you feel differently, tell us. Give us your compelling reasons why or why not. Sure. Cool. So a question I had for you about the article because I I did in fact read the article.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh
1: biodiesel is one of the the touring options that you uh that you suggested in terms of like rent a biodiesel van or m- make it a priority to purchase that but I'm just totally curious what what's the I don't know hardly anything about biodiesel I, I've got a couple of hybrids and that's about as far into the the green vehicle sustainability that I've put dip my toes into and what what is the cost difference we're looking at how oh god there, you're is assuming... it easy to find
0: no one it's not easy to find biodiesel rentals. There are companies that do it. Um, I saw a few on the East Coast. Uh, Those two options I kind of presented with the understanding that uh, it's unlikely that this is financially feasible for most of the performers reading this article. Like, yes, they make electric Sprinter vans, but then you have to plan your routing about how far can the Sprinter van go in a day. And it's the same with biodiesel. And you can't get biodiesel still at any gas station. So you have to plan your rounding around that. So you don't have to call. I don't know if I've ever
1: seen a gas station that has biodiesel. A
0: lot of them have uh, a percentage of biodiesel in their diesel, I believe, but biodiesel, it's just, it's Hmm. not, it's not um, mined or however they say it. It's not sucked out of the earth and it's, uh, Uh, it's for it's replenishable man-made resources my understanding and
1: so that's what we fry our chicken nuggets in
0: actually i'm pretty sure that (laughs) it's okay so the answer to your question is stupidly yes but it is the
2: (laughs) (laughs) biodiesel
0: uh is vegetable oil or animal fat based diesel fuel so it's made from like stuff had been fried in it and now it's t- and then they take that oil and then they turn it into gasoline basically
1: hey Clarice what are we gonna do with all this lard I don't know I thought we could maybe sell it to the musicians <laughs> down the road
0: Yeah, you, know, you use that lard they know how to use that lard Clarice knows exactly what to do with that lard
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I won't make ask some, for make further clarification I don't need a, any further clarification on what that means but
0: I, don't know, is, but, I, I keep I keep my lard and I cook with it.
1: I just every musician I think has a social responsibility to uh, to purchase a Tesla. What can I say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's not the number one option when it comes to like getting from one place to another. your best option is still a van. and uh, the, the the things you can do to most limit your environmental impact in a, in a van, Uh, pack light so uh, find a lightweight vehicle as lightweight as you can have Um, backline wherever you can try to book shows with local bands who can like bring a drum kit or a bass amp Um, if you're playing unless you're playing diy shows you can (laughs) probably hey that was a
1: really great your guitar sounded really great hey by the way can I use your amp
0: yeah exactly exactly but you know ask in advance I've actually never had anyone not ask in advance about backlighting
1: uh, right right can I can I make a suggestion here sure if you own your vehicle and you do not keep up on the maintenance that I that can make a huge difference on the gas mileage you're getting yeah and something that I'd like to present for consideration is the option of making sure your tire pressure is good, making sure that your your oil change is up to date. I mean, little things like that can make a huge difference. And I know this is going to sound really bougie, but the reason why I know that is uh, on my Prius, <laughs> uh, it's got the digital readout of like what the mileage is. And if I ever noticed that like the mileage is coming down from like 40 and dripping down to like 36 miles per gallon, I'm like, what is going on? That doesn't seem pressure. right. It's, yeah, it's usually something like tire pressure. I'm overdue for an oil changer. I just haven't been taking yeah. care of my vehicle in the way that it should. Yeah. And and your car, I, so every
0: car in the world has like a suggested maintenance and like dates that you should be following to make sure your car stays intact. And that's just not just good for the environment. It's good for your safety and it's good for your, right? it's good for your, 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 your pocket. Like, like if you don't want to be spending a lot of money on gas either. Also. Right. Uh, so packing light. Number one, uh, well, not number one, it's just the first in this list of things. Number one is easily routing. Like, oh my God, don't go from like Vancouver, BC. To
1: Portland. To,
0: to Portland. Back to Seattle. Seattle. And I'm like, what to talk? Because we're going down <laughs> to Olympia and we're doing that. And, right. But like, no, more, even bigger things like, oh, going from Vancouver to Spokane to portland to seattle and then over to boise like that makes no sense and it's not good for you it's not it's not a good use of your time it's not a good use of your money and it's gonna use up a lot more fuel oh absolutely so those are the it's big a- things um there might have been an oh yeah and just and it's like i know you want to get to the next place faster but I'm not telling you to drive 55, but the faster you go, the more the more fuel you're going to eat up.
1: Yep, yep. Plan accordingly, and there every vehicle's got their optimal gas mileage.
0: Yeah, cruise control, and cruise control is your friend.
1: Cruise control is always your friend. Always, always. It's amazing what kind of a difference that makes in your gas
2: mileage.
0: Totally.
1: Gosh, I feel like such a dad sitting here talking about gas mileage on a guitar. I
0: know we're the coolest. We are absolutely the coolest.
1: You want know young young whippersnappers, make sure to ch- change your oil. Change
0: your oil. Don't don't drive too fast. Take your tire pressure. Don't, pack light. <laughs> you don't,
1: don't take anything you don't need, but still be prepared. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man. Uh so that that's obviously the biggest um thing you can do to lessen your impact. I mean that and the use of plastic. But that's like the the, the mile the gasoline usage is one of those the things that you can actually control, even if the venue is like, no, screw you. We like our plastic.
1: Right. I mean, and I think this whole conversation has to be put in the context of there's only so much you can do and you can't hold yourself responsible for all of it. I think that's an I think I, I'm not suggesting that you're saying that, but for anyone who's reading that going, Oh man, but I can't do that's no. not on you. And that's okay. Do what you can. That's what that's the best we can all do is Do what you can. Do what you can
0: do now. And then as you grow, hopefully your band gets to some major points and you can, you know, get venues to make more concessions, get, you can, you know, pay to offset your own use of carbon and, and all these things like that.
1: Right. And, and for, for anyone listening who is still listening, despite that their disagreements with us on the state of climate change, you know what, you can disagree with us on that, nah, but not really take our advice because you're saving a lot of money. If you take our advice, let's be honest, Cl- Cl- like save yourself the climate money Change is real. Th- this is my convincing argument for climate change deniers is at least save yourself the money, do yourself a favor. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: and uh, in, look into alternate transportation, too. I mean. Amtrak's rail system is really not bad and very, really, really quite pleasant. That is true. Um, you can put a lot of stuff under the train. And it's always
1: nice to not have driving. to worry about driving. and
0: Bar cart. Uh, just, da 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 bar cart.
1: I was going to say, I I haven't been on the trains in America, but do they let you oh, drink yeah. on the trains oh, yeah.
0: here? Yeah. They're, you're not supposed to drink anything you didn't like, buy on the train, but that's never stopped literally anybody.
1: Right. That said, we're not advocating to not be responsible. I'm just saying if you had to choose between sitting behind a wheel for 12 hours in a van with poor handling, that's super loaded with a lot of people who have, you know, flatulence. I, I got to say train sounds a lot nicer by it's comparison. Really,
0: I know that the 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 train up to Vancouver, BC is just gorgeous. The food is actually quite good. Uh You have internet until you hit uh crossover in the border And the border crossing is easily 10 times faster because they just kind of check and then they, they're not, it's like, not like this, like line of cars. They really prioritize getting the trains across um, with customs. So, I mean, bands are notoriously uh, given the short end of the stick when it comes to to getting across the border um, for various reasons. And that's one way to sort of lessen that blow. Also trains are of course cost money. Again, you would need to backline stuff. Same. If you decide right. to go like via the, the bolt bus option or whatever, you can put stuff, you know, under the bus uh, to an extent, but, and it's just like not driving is amazing.
1: I, I definitely see pros and cons and I, I hate to sound. And here we go again. I am starting to sound snee like mm, smashing, just take the train. But I mean, if it's an option, just compare your options, see what makes sense, mm-hmm. and know that these options exist and that you're not relegated to the the classic punk band stashed in the back of a of a Ford Sprinter yeah. with their, their drum set clink. there's like, oh man, who forgot to turn off the snares? You hear the snare drum rattling in the back. I mean, you, you don't have to stick to that. There's, there's other options.
0: Yeah. No, there, there are other options. Um, speaking of, of options or not, uh, lodging. If you're staying with a friend, cool. Like, how about you uh, just keep clean after yourself and uh, bring your own towel? That's fine. You're really not contributing much. But hotels just historically are not the most environmentally sound environments. They do a lot of laundry on a daily basis. They use a lot of water. They use a lot of cleaning supplies. Uh, that being said, again, hotels you can you can bring your own towel if you want to. That's really neat. Um, but the biggest thing that you can do at a hotel is uh, don't, don't make an absolute mess. Like, the more cleaning supplies that have to be used to clean up after your, you know, messy butt are not very green.
1: Well, and I'm sure they're not actually cleaning with anything disinfectant. I'm sure it's just like lemon pledge for everything. But so question for you, and I honestly don't know the answer to this, but I feel obligated to ask for the sake of curiosity is does it make more environmental impact to add the weight of a few towels to a vehicle or do you have it in uh, washed in an industrial size what i assume would be an efficient cost wise therefore efficient washing wise machine
0: uh, just bring your own because you're going to do it at, it's going to be used at every single hotel but like honest to god like i wouldn't i would just use the hotel towels but that's
1: yeah. right and i don't know what the metrics are on what's theoretically more sustainable it's, what i do know is if you're staying at a hotel for more than one night leave the do not disturb sign on there's unless you feel really confident that they absolutely have to make your sheets free every night i mean if if you don't have to make them wash the towels every single night i think that's well a you
0: can, so you like, can have I, the, the people come in and like tight like pull up your sheets and do a quick pass and leave your, if you leave your towels hanging up, they're not going to take them. It's when you put them on the floor that they take them.
1: Right. Right. So I don't know. I usually, it, unless I'm staying for more than a few days at a hotel, which I don't usually do, it's usually like three days tops. Uh, it, I just leave the do not disturb sign on the whole time. I'm sure that the maids are like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. Must be a drug dealer. I don't no, know. They don't I, care. I, they I, just I,
0: know someone wants their privacy and they're like, let's work for me. Yay. Also tip your house, tip right. your, um, tip your housekeepers.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the next thing is um, we kind of start talking about at the venue things in terms of like single use plastic. Uh, you know, we don't And this this next one is kind of goes with transportation. But like the how are people going to get to your show? Is it close to public transportation? Um, I know we can't always choose where we play, but uh, picking someplace like in a downtown area is more likely to encourage people to look into buses trains whatever they have and bikes in in their city um versus a kind of venue that everyone is going to have to drive to and that's just for good for you I've, i mean for venues like they sell more alcohol i'm sure but yeah
1: well and i you know what i, I really think showgoers should only use three different modes of transportation for getting to a show i think it should be walking longboarding or bicycle I've, what do you think
0: uh this might surprise you. I, I rarely bike <laughs> to shows. I just don't like, I just don't like biking at that time of night when everyone's been drinking.
1: Oh, I, I was being completely facetious. And I, that makes I, a lot of sense. I tend to sense, do the bus but... if
0: I can. And, uh, and that's most times.
1: Um, yeah, the bus system in Seattle is pretty, pretty good, great. Yeah.
0: And I uh, right in front of my house too.
1: I, it also helps that my day job provides me with an Orca nice. card. So, <laughs>
0: uh, and the last thing I talk about is uh, tabling and merch. So, this is something that that Sadie from Speedy Ortiz got me thinking about. Is so the textile industry is one of the largest water pr- polluters in the world. Uh, fast fashion is not good for the environment. I know we all think like, oh, when I stop wearing it, I'll just give it to Goodwill. But Goodwill and these other uh, places that take these clothing donations they can only resell and reuse so much of it. A ton of it gets chopped up. Right. Like put into like uh, boxing bags and other kinds of things. Like that's, I'm not even kidding. If you slice open a, a heavy bag, you'll very often find clothing scraps in there, but it is literally trash. Like a lot of it that they just can't use. So they're
1: right. They do fabric. Well, don't they do, doesn't get, we'll do fabric recycle.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a way to recycle it. I I remember hearing somewhere that Goodwill does do fabric recycling. I feel like I should have looked into that before we started the show. But I think that's the thing. Not to say that fast fashion – I'm not defending fast fashion here. I'm just choosing a point to nitpick here for a second. But I do 100% agree that fast fashion isn't exactly sustainable and very helpful. Seattle
0: actually does textile recycling. Uh, charitable organizations collect only 25 percent of the four million tons of used textiles discarded annually. Yikes! So, uh, yeah, that's a yeah, lot.
1: yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's like that's cool when people recycle their fabrics, but apparently, people just aren't doing that. So, th- there are a couple things at play here. Um, you can do what Sadie does and do your merch in more limited runs i mean you and i we only do merch for get offset on a drop ship basis and that's not just because of environmental reasons for us uh it's also you know demand reasons inventory reasons not wanting to to ship things out reasons um but by doing these limited runs uh she and her team can find more environmentally sustainable or friendly uh providers of like these printed clothes uh things like Levi's has their do like use less they they have these this whole line of clothes where they use less water in making them, which is another part of of making clothes um so so doing that kind of thing, I wish I'd been able to talk to Sadie about that for for the article, um, but she had a really busy end of the year, so that's I hope to talk to her about it at some point. but um what I always think about is why. Why do people want to buy merch in the first place? And I know that the big reason I buy merch for bands is just because I want to support them. And I know that they, you know, at most of the venues I I think that I see bands at, they get to keep 100% of their merch, I would hope. Uh, I know some venues take a cut. But it's still a way for bands to make money. And I don't know, maybe consider alternate ways your fans can support you financially. And that could be something as simple as a, as a Patreon or um, a record club subscription where you, you know, record one song a month and send it to all your fans or do what the whole study does and release live recorded shows for, for donations or a certain amount of money um, just to, to keep, People feeling like they're still supporting you and your art and are a part of that community without buying articles of clothing that ultimately they didn't really want in the first place. I mean, how often do you buy a shirt at a show event then take it home and think, why why did I do that?
1: I mean, I don't typically – I actually don't resonate with that because usually if I'm buying merch, it's because it looks freaking sick and because I want to support it. And Because you want to support it. But I, I definitely –
0: right i don't know i i I have i have like hundreds of t-shirts
1: andrew i, I and i i don't as of now i've actually been slowly editing down my wardrobe to less and less over the past couple of years also just like this episode inspired by my wife and mm-hmm. uh, i so if i'm gonna go buy a shirt at a concert Okay, I, I don't mean to sound very high horse here. I just that's you've
0: been sa- you've been saying that a lot this episode. I don't think I believe you anymore.
1: Smashing! <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than you.
0: Oh, I don't. I don't know what it's like to buy a thing I don't want just to support somebody. Well,
1: no, that that mm-hmm. well, I, I just feel like a terrible human.
0: Nah, I'm just like I think a lot of people do that. Um, but that's you know that's in the article I say ask yourself that question, ask your fans that question. Ask them would you rather, you know, spend 25 bucks on a shirt and, you know, 50 bucks on a hoodie or would you rather just like join my Patreon and get a couple benefits here and there that are more of a connection type thing. Like like wait, like we do. Like we have the Patreon so you get like early access to content. You get you get access to that dizzying chat group on on facebook uh it's which is fun but also dizzying (laughs) sometimes
1: it makes my day on a regular basis i feel like i benefit from it arguably more i i I don't know about arguably but i feel like i benefit from it quite a lot i'm not gonna play the comparison game but i i rather like who
0: are you gonna compare to me or them
1: Oh, i was just gonna say i'm not sure who's getting the better deal out of it me or me or, or uh or our patreons or patrons.
0: patrons i think it's it's really fun and cute to see like little friendships blossom in there and i think that's my favorite part y'all talk about star wars in it too much though
1: oh, oh, oh come oh, on oh, oh.
0: <laughs> so a uh, special shout out to abby simmons um she's done uh tour managing and managing merch for I think I first met her when she was working with Sharon Jones um she's a, a longtime Pacific Northwesterner and she's just a, a hardcore badass so yeah big ups to Abby thanks I could not have finished an article without you peace that's all I got unless cool, you have more cool, questions cool. about the article or Anything.
1: I I think I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah.
0: You know, everything you want to know about environmental sustainability and touring.
1: Uh, no, I think I'm just scared of sounding like an elitist. That's that's all. That's
0: fair. Yeah. I really would. I really am hoping (laughs) to do more articles like that with reverb.com. Uh, I am hoping to get something written in the fretboard journal this year. And I really want to, I do like one article a year with she shreds right now. I would like to up that by a considerable amount. So, Hey, and if anybody's listening who uh, likes my writing or is interested in having me write something for you, uh, hit me up and we'll work something out. I like writing things.
1: You do, and you're very good at it.
0: Thank you. That's because I read a lot.
1: Well, if you enjoyed (laughs) the show, support us on Patreon. Check out the website.
0: Yes, I was going to do that at the top of the show. We have a Patreon. We have a store on the website. Get the f- f- Fuzz Sake merch.
1: We have a group on Facebook where we talk about the latest and the greatest. And mostly we have, cats. Uh, mostly cats. So there's also follow-up discussions for, uh, as well as a visual thread for episodes. So come join the discussion. If you got further questions, if you want to uh, poke fun at my elitism or anything like that, by all means, step on in and... Uh, let the let the yeah. bullets fly let's do this
0: yeah yeah we also have the youtube demo channel so if you're interested in hearing the Tyscope pedal in action or the Dwarfcraft pedal in action i just got the ob old blood noise endeavors Minum and the mall those are all things that i still have yet to film i just uh anyone who's listening to this would have just finished up uh the dod week so we didn't get to talk about that but um check and it out what a on week YouTube. it's been I, de- I demoed uh, seven DoD pedals in seven days and then I rated and reviewed and ranked all of them at once. You might be surprised about my favorites and my least favorites. Uh-
1: <laughs> can, why don't, so instead of spoiling the best one, can you spoil what your least favorite one was of the bunch? Oh,
0: Gunslinger. Hated it. Okay. Hated it.
1: And there we have it. I'm not the only one that sounds like an elitist this episode.
0: Hey, it just wasn't for me. I didn't jive with it. I thought it made it sound like I was playing through a telephone. If I want to sound like I'm playing through a telephone, I mean, I guess that's my pedal.
1: (laughs) I just needed to not sound like the only elitist that hosts this podcast.
0: I am going to say putting that Bifet boost in front of the Gunslinger made it sound dope, though.
1: Fair, fair, fair.
0: Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. I am Andrew. I've been Emily. Right, Goodbye. One,
1: two, Bye. Three.